The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to She Talks Health with Sophie Shepard. Today's woman has a lot of questions about their health and lifestyle choices. But where can you get the right answers? The answer is here and the time is now. Here is your host, Sophie Shepard. Welcome back, ladies, to the She Talks Health podcast. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, and I'm super, super excited to be talking with Melissa Buckin today. We are going to be talking all about how you can chart your cycle and how you can use that as a daily empowerment practice that allows you to tune into your reproductive health so you can shift your mood and energy and any of your period-related symptoms. It's also going to be one of the first steps you can use in creating a diagnostic tool that allows you to partner with your healthcare practitioner. So I'm super, super excited to have you on the show, Melissa. Welcome. Hey, Sophie. I am so very honored to be here. Love the work that you're doing, and I am really excited about today's conversation. Me too, and you are like super, super qualified. If I read off your whole bio, we would be here all day, but I know that you are a BS in biology and a fertility care practitioner, and I think you also recently developed a charting cycle app. So there's so much to dive into here. Would you mind just kind of backing up to the beginning for us and letting the audience know like how you got into serving women in this way? Yes, I would love to. So it all starts with a personal story, which I feel so much of us who work in the area of women's health care, we do it because we are so very passionate. Once you are in the field of serving women, you can never get out. And so the path started, um, I was actually fairly young with a, a, a personal experience. So I was a late bloomer. My period um, didn't come until I was, gosh, I think I was driving before I actually got my first period. And they were long and erratic and very painful. But I dealt with it. And then one summer, um, my junior year in high school, I traveled abroad to France as a foreign exchange student. And if it weren't for the pictures I took, I wouldn't remember much of the trip at all. I was in so much pain. I thought I had a kidney infection until I started my period. Completely embarrassing. Ruined the sheets at my host family. I was just mortified and in so much pain that I didn't recognize it as menstrual cramps. So as soon as I got back into the States... My mom took me to the doctor and we wanted answers. We wanted to know why I was so tired all the time, why my periods were erratic, and why I was in so much pain. And Sophie, this was the answer that I was given. We're not sure, but we can solve the problem by using the birth control pill. It's the healthy, responsible thing to do. And by the way, if you ever want children, IVF is probably your best option. Okay, now I was 17 years old. I had no idea what IVF stood for. Having children was nowhere in my thought process at the time. I just wanted to feel better. So I did what I thought was healthy and responsible, and I started the birth control pill. And yes, my symptoms did, they did improve a little bit. The pain got a little better, but the mood swings were out of control. My fatigue was, I thought I... That was my aha moment. I realized it was only serving as a band-aid effect, covering the symptoms but doing nothing to heal my body. And I was working so hard to exercise and eat right and you know restore my health naturally. I went back to my college apartment. I threw the pack of my pill in the trash can and I started searching for answers, asking questions. 
led me to charting my cycle. So I um, started out charting my cycle following a medical management model, um, originally the Creighton method, and it led me to get a diagnosis of PCOS, polycystic ovaries, and my path to healing began. I have three children now, all naturally conceived, did not need IVF. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what gets me today when I meet with women. I cannot tell you how many women experienced my story, where they were put on the pill in their teens, told that they would never get pregnant. IVF was their only option and sent on their way. So that's how I came into this work. So 15 years ago, I went through a 13-month allied health Program, um, becoming a fertility care practitioner. And I started my work one-on-one -on -one with women. And over the years, I've just kind of gained the experience of working with women. Five years ago, we moved to Houston, major metroplex. Houston is a hotspot for IVF, but also for restorative reproductive medicine. We have four surgically trained NAPRO physicians in the Houston area. So the demographic of my clientele changed dramatically from women just wanting to chart their cycles, use natural birth control to get to the root cause of infertility. So this led me down the road of creating my online program because the one-on-one -on -one work, I couldn't keep up with the demand. I also went through um, Duke Integrative Health Coaching Program, and it, it was a fantastic program. So I, I now use the fundamental tools of integrative health coaching into my program. Um, I partnered with a physician, Dr. Phil Boyle, out of Dublin, Ireland, and we created the Neo Fertility app. Um, and with the Neo Fertility app, we have this medical management model approach where we can collect the data and it's HIPAA and GDPR compatible. A lot of people ask me, why are you getting into this work of building an app when there are so many out there? And yes, there are, but none of them met my standards. So I create, helped create one that, that did. So we use the data collected in the app and this, as you mentioned, creates that diagnostic tool, helping women navigate their way through difficult cycles, infertility, self-empowerment, self-advocacy. I truly and firmly believe that every woman should chart her cycle and every woman who shows up for her annual well woman exam should show up with a well-charted cycle in hand. So that's part of the mission that I have and the why I do the work that I do. That's so incredible. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Melissa, what uh, happened to you, what was going on with your health and how you got to this place of helping empower other women with their fertility um, and with their periods. So you mentioned NAPRO and I know there's a lot of different fertility apps and options and trackers and different things that women can do, different types of practitioners they can work with. Could you explain NAPRO and any other um, you know, technology that you think is relevant to helping the average woman understand what uh, we're talking about when we're talking about fertility tracking. Absolutely. So NAPRO stands for NAPRO technology, NAPRO, uh, natural procreative technology. And it's one of the branches of RRM, which is restorative reproductive medicine. It's one of the more commonly known ones. A lot of the um, well-known fertility awareness methods are paired with a medical management model system. So there's Creighton and NAPRO technology, there's the FEM approach, there is the uh, neo-fertility approach, which is the new kid on the block. It is taking a look at the underlying causes of infertility, which is just a symptom of an underlying issue. Infertility is not a disease. It is a red flag that something is out of balance in the body. 
Um, can you talk us through how cycle charting is a, f a fundamental practice for someone who is looking for natural birth control? Can we start there? And we can definitely talk about the infertility part as well. But I know that there's a lot of listeners who may not be trying yet for a baby and are so afraid of coming off birth, um, hormonal birth control because they don't know how they'd possibly not get pregnant. So I'd love to address that and how someone might be able to use your technology you know, in your app and, and all these different charting options so that they can maybe successfully come off of synthetic hormones if they wish to. Absolutely. First, I think it's so important that we break down the myth that women are always fertile and the only way to not get pregnant is to pump your body with synthetic hormones. It is a lie and we could have a whole podcast on this and the pharmaceutical industry and all we the We should. <laughs> You want me to get on a soapbox and preach it, girl? That's what we can talk about. Yeah. Our bodies are amazing and they are very, very smart. And women are actually only fertile for a short duration of time during each menstrual cycle. And if we are able to read the signs of our body, we are able to navigate that. Men and women are not the same. They complement each other. So a man is always fertile. They are always raring to go and they are as predictable as pie. Women, on the other hand, we are these complex, mysterious beings. We, I call the woman a hormonal roller coaster. Sometimes we are full of creative energy. Other times we just need to burrow into a blanket with a cup of tea and take a nap. And there's a reason for that. Even if you have a well-balanced cycle, and no hormonal issues, if you pay attention to your body, you will notice from week to week that your energy, your inspiration, your creativity, your desires, they change. Absolutely. It's, so we are Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, it's such a beautiful thing. And so first of all, self-awareness and self-empowerment. But using this for natural birth control, so a well-charted cycle, knowing how to track specific biomarkers, which... The approach that I teach, I try to keep it very, very simple. You can get very sophisticated and use a lot of tech to chart your cycle well for natural birth control. But I want every woman who charts through my program to build this into a lifestyle. I always mm -hmm. say charting is more than a method. It is a lifestyle, something that you do to know yourself. So I teach external mucus observations, cervical mucus observations, which are influenced by estrogen and progesterone, the ovarian hormones. So if you know how to read them according to their estrogenic qualities, that is the number one marker of navigating. Now, a lot of fertility awareness methods that teach um, for natural birth control, very heavy in protocol at the expense of how the body works in common sense. So I take a little bit different approach. When I teach, I first talk about the mindset because a lot of women feel that they are burdened into this. Their body doesn't agree with synthetic hormones or their doctor's telling them to char or there are personal convictions of why they do this. I want it to be something that they choose to do and it to be a positive transformational experience. So we focus on that. Then we get into anatomy and physiology. I want every woman to know how their body works like the back of their hand. Then how to chart the biomarkers. From that, the next logical step are the protocols. It makes sense. But sometimes you have to use logic and intuition over those protocols. Mm -hmm. So it's together. Charting your cycle is as much as an art as it is a science. And you need support when you do that. So when you learn to first externally track the cervical mucus, and then you can do a secondary check, whether that be through basal body temperature or through hormonal testing, such as... Um, 
you know, a combination of LH and, and progesterone testing strips. Um, there are a number of different ways. So I try to meet women where they're at and what works best for their lifestyle. Then you can navigate and open the fertile window and close the fertile window. For women with normal fertility, there's a period of about six to eight days where they observe potential fertility. We can only know with exact 100% precision when ovulation occurs if we're doing daily follicular ultrasounds. Now that's not feasible at all, but through simply monitoring the biomarkers along with symptoms and you understand your overall pattern, you can definitely know when you're fertile and when you're not fertile. Wow, incredible. So much knowledge just dropped there. I think that everything you explained is something that someone could pick up um, pretty easily, but let me just try to piece it all together. So it sounds like if someone's coming to you and they're looking to chart their cycle naturally for this kind of fundamental knowledge of how to get to know themselves, that the first, very first step is to realize that we are different. We are not small men, um, which is something I teach all the time, and that we are so complex but so beautiful. The hormonal roller coaster is absolutely stunning, um, and I know that since I've started tracking, I really do see that shift. Um, like you said, our brain changes. I think twenty five percent over the course of the twenty eight days or so, you know, twenty eight to thirty five days or so of our cycle. So, as estrogen and progesterone float and move different things are at our fingertips. And that's what makes us, I think, superhuman. Whereas men, I God love them, but they're the same every day, right? They have testosterone up and down and that's it. And they're, they're not really getting all the juicy benefits of progesterone and estrogen. Um, so that's the first part. And the second part, of course, is around that mindset of not feeling like you have to do this, but thinking that this is something really transformational for your health. And then teaching them anatomy and physiology the art and balance of the science of it and teaching them how to actually do this cervical mucus check and maybe even do a second biomarker, like you said, which would be the um, taking your temperature in the morning to see if you have that rise in progesterone um, around the ovulation. Is that correct? Absolutely. You, yeah. Perfect. All right. Cool. I just like to sometimes summarize things when we talk about big things, because maybe it's the first time a woman has ever heard this and they're like, wait, what did you just say? And I'm so, so glad that you did that because I've been doing this work for 15 years. And so when we are in it every day, we sometimes overlook the bird's eye view. So that's why I love having these conversations to help bring it back to the big picture Mm -hmm. and help people understand. A lot of the women who come into my program, they've never heard of this before. But Sophie, again and again, I get the message from women or the comment from women, I'm so upset that I'm just now hearing about this. So we actually work on, you have to release that guilt. You are right where you need to be, when you need to be there, and the past is the past, you can't change it. So release that guilt and be thankful for this moment. Mm. So powerful. I, I talk about that all the time in my one-on-one -on -one course. Um, and then also in my group course that's coming up, the Empower Her program, because I hear from women so much that they feel like really not just guilty or, but also just so frustrated that no one's ever taught them this. Right. And I think we do, we have to move past that, you know, address it and move past it so that we can really take power and ownership into our own health. And we have so much power. We have so much control. I mean, that's the, the really the beauty of what you're teaching. So, okay. So let's, so that's for someone who might be wanting to do this for, you know, this kind of fundamental getting to know yourself and not using synthetic hormones. And then there's the infertility aspect. Are those the kind of two sets of women that you typically 
uh, work with? Or do you also work with someone who might be trying to figure out how to just support their body through something like endometriosis or PCOS? Yeah, actually three, three categories. So for um, family planning, for infertility assessment, and then for women's health. Um, whether it be just understanding your body and living a charting lifestyle, having that be the fifth vital sign because a well-charted cycle, you can take that as a barometer of your overall health when it's out of whack. It's not just your cycle that's out of whack. We are a holistic person. There's something that's causing that. And then yes, to address and monitor and evaluate progress being made with endometriosis, PCOS, thyroid issues. And I, let's just spend a little bit of time on those those three because they're so huge for period-related and everything-related issues. I mean, if someone has a diagnosis of uh, Hashimoto's uh, like I do, um, why would they benefit from like coming and seeing you? Like, what, what are they going to get out of that? Is that, um, yeah, what, why would it be specific to some, someone like that? And why would, might it be different than like a, just a regular old, you know, health assessment of, you know, someone who might be cycling more naturally or normally? So with thyroid issues, um, first we start with that, that well-charted cycle and we want to look at what your pattern is and we are going to look for any red flags. What does your bleeding pattern look like? What does your mucus buildup look like? What does your luteal phase look like? What's the consistency mm. from cycle to cycle? Is there any um, abnormal bleeding? And we are going to look at that and then we can talk about and add some of the integrative health coaching principles. Um, what is, so the primary goal in my program is always learning to chart your cycle well. And then we'll focus on secondary goals. So if it is managing um, Hashimoto's through um, a, a holistic approach or even through a medical approach, I always work to build a web of support. Um, again, I take a coaching, health coaching approach to my work, which is unique in the fertility awareness um, educational sphere. And so we work on building that web of support. So are you looking for a healthcare team that takes a restorative approach? If so, I will dig into my extensive network and help pair you with a doctor. One of the great benefits of COVID, I know it has been such a pain, but it's the expansion of telemedicine. So there are a lot of really great physicians doing great work through telemedicine. So I work to pair you with that. And then we'll, we'll really take a, a will of health approach of what area we want to focus on and set a focus for each month to help you incorporate really what's an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. So whether it's Hashimoto's or PCOS or endometriosis, all of these are a result of inflammation, chronic inflammation in the body. Yeah. And so we want to address that um, at, it, at its core. And as a health coach, I help with the life spot style components and with helping women build that web of support with doctors who are just not going to throw them on a pill and send them on their way, but mm. who take a more restorative approach. That is so incredible. Wow. I love that so much. And it's so important. You're right. I mean, when I got diagnosed with Hashi's, I had my medical doctor who was a prescribing physician. I had a functional doctor who was helping me with some of these, um, you know, the testing that I needed to see what was going on. But you know, the one thing I was missing was a health coach was what I do now what you do now is that kind of restorative approach and, and setting goals and, and stepping someone through it and, and holding their hand and giving them support and giving them resources that they might not otherwise be able to do because switching your whole lifestyle to anti inflammatory does take time, right? And it's so that's just really incredible that you're you're kind of fusing in this beautiful way for this wheel of health approach. I love that. Wow. 
Yeah. And to just kind of add on to that, Sophie, so you've been on the healing process for a while. So I'd be curious to see what your cycles look like. But for somebody who's coming into this and they haven't yet balanced their systems or they are in a a diseased state, their cycle most likely is going to have an erratic pattern. So then as they progress through the transformation of healing, they're going to see that directly reflected in the menstrual cycle pattern. So again, we're using the well-charted cycle as this barometer to, to map and, and not only do you feel better, but it's this tangible, concrete, visible sign of the progress that you're making. Yes, and, and just a comment on where I was in case this helps someone who's listening. You know, when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I also had a lot of like leaky gut. I probably had SIBO at the time undiagnosed and things like H. pylori, like my gut was a real mess. And, um, you know, that, that resulted, I was on the birth control pill when I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and for anyone who might be listening, um, just so you do know, um, there are, there are some studies that link, um, suppression of thyroid hormone with being on hormonal birth control. So it was one of the choices that I, um, that my doctor posed to me at the time, um, my functional doctor. And he said, you know, maybe you might want to consider coming off of this pill and learning how to chart your cycle so that you can use that as a natural, um, you know method as opposed to getting this medication that could be blocking you. So I did decide to come off the pill. And when I did, I remember my biggest symptom wasn't actually my period, but I would get these, the horrible middle schmerz. I would get, you know, the, the cycle cramping in the, and around ovulation. And at one point, you know, before I completely adopted the anti-inflammatory lifestyle, I actually had an ovarian cyst that did burst. Um, and was filling my abdomen with blood and I was hospitalized overnight um, for that um, at which point of course I was I was told to go on hormonal birth control um, and so my point being is that um, yeah I did have a journey with all of this and it's really fascinating to see where I'm at now because anytime when I'm under a lot of stress or I'm not doing my normal anti-inflammatory lifestyle that mid-cycle ovulatory pain picks back up Um, and I, um, usually have a little bit more cramping during my period. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lifestyle adaptation. It's not like a one and done thing on your checklist that you can just move through. And that's kind of what we're talking about here, using these tools to get to know yourself, but also like implementing them. And and then I think also moving past the times when you feel that you are, you know, getting off your, off your path, right? Like everyone, no one's perfect. So that is in a little bit of my, you know, period story um, to fill the listeners in and you in on that. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, everything you're doing is incredible. And I never really got a teacher on how to track my cycles. Now I'm very aware, you know, when I'm ovulating, when, I, when I'm going to get my period, all those things, it's like clockwork and I can plan my whole life around it, right? I know that I'm never going to record a podcast, for example, um, when I'm about to get my period or like a couple days before because I'm going to be more moody. Um, so anyways, now I'm rambling, but (laughs) yeah, no, I, and I, that's absolutely just spot on. And there are many, as many ways to chart your cycle as there are women out there. Some women are the DIYers. They, they read the books, they teach themselves. Some women are paper charters and they have these incredibly beautiful journals where they, they chart and it's a form of stress release. Um, a lot of the women who work in my program, um, again, again, and again, it's the story is always the same, which, and that just means like I serve women. I know what the women who I serve need and want. Mm. And they say, you know, we've tried this before on our own. If, if they're a couple or if they're single, I've tried this on my own and I just need support. I need the support. I need somebody to walk me through this. 
those women are a perfect fit for something like my program. Um, there are a lot of other great programs out there as well. So again, I'm not, I, when people say, you know, gosh, are you in competition with this teacher or that? No, there, there's no room for competition in this industry because they're not near enough um, fertility awareness practitioners as, to serve every woman out there. And like I said, every woman should be charting her cycle. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, 100%. And I wonder if uh, I wanted to cover two other things before we kind of close up today. One would be like the infertility evaluation and getting to the root cause. And the other would be maybe just from your perspective, um, from a cervical mucus point of view or however you want to describe it. We talked a lot about what a normal cycle is and what, a, um, you know, what an abnormal cycle is in, in reference, but we didn't actually go into like what that actually means or what you might be looking for. So I'd love to maybe cover those two topics for the listeners and I let you decide which one you want to choose <laughs> to go first. Okay, perfect. So I'll start with infertility first and a lot of the women that I work with. So currently we have two coaches in my program. I work with women um, struggling with infertility, hormonal imbalances, endometriosis, PCOS, and I have a fabulous coach, Hava. She focuses on natural birth control, postpartum, breastfeeding, charting um, mm-hmm. to avoid pregnancy. So infertility, it's something near and dear to my heart and the women that I serve. I have a lot of women who come to me after multiple failed rounds of IUI and IVF. And again, they say to me, this approach is so different. I've never heard of this before. This was never looked into. So first and foremost, we are using your well-charted cycle as that diagnostic tool. So you learn to chart it well. And then we are pairing you with a physician who will do a restorative approach. Each There, there are some basic protocols, but it then becomes a tailored approach. So overall, you're looking at giving it about nine months. The first three months are learning to chart and learning what your cycle pattern looks like. We want to see three consistent cycles or about 90 days of data charted. Then we can begin the cycle targeted analysis. First, we're running a cycle day three blood draw, which are what a lot of infertility clinics do as well, looking for specific things. And then a P plus seven blood draw. And this is critical. Mainstream medicine, they ask for a cycle day 21 blood draw to look at levels of estrogen and progesterone in the ratio between the two. Only 13% of women ovulate on cycle day 14. So this cycle day 21 is fairly irrelevant. If you have a 35-day cycle or longer, the cycle day 21 is not going to be effective data. So you're learning to identify the peak day That's around the ovulatory event. And then seven days, about mid-luteal phase from that. So for women who are identifying their peak day, it's it's really important that we identify it correctly so that you can get that P plus seven blood draw. I just want to jump in really quickly and say what you just said. Only 13% of women ovulate on day 14. So can we please stop shaming women into thinking that their cycle has to be a certain way that you've heard online? Like, you heard it here. It's only 13% of a time that someone ovulates on day 14 and not every woman has a perfect 28 day cycle. Okay. So don't feel bad about that. You're just, your body is beautiful and different than your sister or your friend or all the other women on Instagram. Okay. It's really Absolutely. like, ugh, like that shaming Aim into that. Yes. No, no period shaming here. No room for that. Um, so, so, okay. So we have the cycle targeted hormonal analysis. 
Then follicular ultrasound, because a lot of times it's not enough to just say, did you, you ovulate? Yes or no. It's the quality of that ovulation. So follicular targeted ultrasound, they are tracking day by day the activity of that maturing follicle, the rupture, and the development of the corpus luteum. Very important. So we have this information. The doctor is using this as an assessment, and then he is creating and crafting a treatment plan specifically for the, the cause, the root cause of the underlying issue. So it's mm -hmm. not just a ba basic standard protocol of, you know, we'll start letrozole or Clomid on this day and see what happens. It's, are you a candidate for it? Or you may be Clomid or letrozole um, resistant. So it's very specific. Do you need surgery? Is there, is there an anatomical issue? Um, is endometriosis an issue? So it, again, it's very um, individualized. We start with the chart, we do the evaluations, and then we work on healing. It can take three to six months to heal, to restore the cycle to optimal health, optimize fertility, and then it's focusing on stress reduction, healthy living, and enjoying the process of trying to achieve a pregnancy. Stress has a huge impact on fertility. And so many couples, the desire to have a baby is strong. And when things aren't going your way, that even if you don't feel stressed, it is stress on your body. And it becomes more of a chore and a task than a loving embrace that is supposed to be bonding activity, connect that bonding, and it just becomes about the making a baby. That can be a real stressor on relationships. So we want this to be... A, an enjoyable process. So that's where you balance the cycle and then you work to enjoy the process of making a baby together. Wonderful. Oh my goodness. I want to go back. There's some things that you said that like, like you said, you've been doing this for 15 years and I think some women need some ex more further explanation. So if you go to my Instagram ladies, she talks at she talks health, you'll see pretty recently, maybe like, I don't know, Ooh, like 10 or so back, I talk about irregular cycles. And I have a picture called irregular cycles, why ovulation is the main event. And what you'll see there is a follicle and an egg developing and then the egg leaving the follicle. And that is what Melissa was just talking about. So in the first half of your cycle, in the what's called the follicular phase, so right after you bleed, your body is getting ready to ovulate again. And it takes, you know, anywhere between, I don't know, Melissa, help me out, 14 to 16 days, something like that. Um, it's different for everyone. That's why the ovulation day is different. But um, what's happening there is what she just said is that there's a developing um, follicle and then a, a rupture and a release of the egg. What's left over is what she called the corpus luteum. That's what creates progesterone in the second half of your cycle. And if you were to get pregnant, would continue um, with that, your progesterone will continue. Um, and so that's one thing I just want to make sure you guys understand. And that's one of the beauties of working with someone like Melissa. She's going to teach you that anatomy and physiology. So you understand like this stuff that's beautifully happening in your body every single month. And that's why Melissa and I are such good partners in this because I'm also teaching how you can help support the development of that follicle, right? So what are the nutritional components? What are the hidden stressors that could be causing issues there? So I did just want to like highlight that. Did I miss anything in that description? Yeah, no. And that's the kind of the second part of the question that you addressed is, you know, what is a normal cycle supposed to look like? And so first we need to understand that our cycles are regularly irregular and we need to understand the difference <laughs> between a, a regular, a short and a long cycle. 
that follicular phase that you talked about, that's the variable part of our cycle. So from the first day of menstrual bleeding up to the day the ovulation occurs, that can vary from cycle to cycle. So the peak day, which is what I use to identify the ovulatory event, that will bounce around from cycle to cycle. This is why natural fertility regulation has really plagued populations for centuries because they thought, well, if you can count the first day of take first day of your period, count 14 days, that's when, you know, you're fertile, just don't have intercourse on that day. That's not how it works. I mean, for those unicorns who consistently have 28 day cycles, every cycle, sure, but it'll be fine for you. Um, but I was, then, I was that unicorn for a while until <laughs> COVID happened and the stress of COVID has made me okay, and, and like, so Two days later, two days shorter. And, and Sophie, that's a that's a huge point there. So for the p- women who do have regular cycles, and I say unicorn, a lot of people have regular cycles. A lot of women have regular cycles. The women that I work with do not have regular cycles. So I'm looking at irregular, crazy cycles, you know, every day, all day. Um, but it's the luteal phase. So this is actually consistent. So in a population of women, it's nine to 17 days in length. But for the individual woman, it's very consistent. So for every normal, healthy, ovulatory cycle you have, For example, if your luteal phase is 14 days, it's going to be 14 days plus or minus a day or two for every normal healthy cycle. So follicular phase is variable, luteal phase is consistent, and follicular recruitment is a 100-day process. So from the time that a follicle is recruited to go through the maturation process, that's a 100-day, that's over a three-month process. And this is why the work that you're doing is so very important. You're teaching women that you can you can influence the health of your egg. So many women get so focused around the AMH level, which is the anti-mullerian hormone, which a lot of infertility clinics measure. And if it's low, your chances for achieving an IVF pregnancy are lowered because the goal of IVF is to overstimulate the ovaries for for an increase in follicular recruitment. But it only takes one good egg to achieve a pregnancy. So when trying to achieve a natural pregnancy, it's about maximizing the health of that follicular recruitment. You only need one good egg. You don't need a dozen. Mm, Gosh, that was really powerful what you just said. And I think the really important part too here is that it's a hundred day process, right? So you... (laughs) the period you're having now could be influenced from something that was going on three months ago. So that's why it's a lifestyle shift, right? Anti-inflammatory lifestyle shift. And this takes time, persistence, and patience. And what we're learning with epigenetics now is that that what the, the issues that women are experiencing now could be from past generations of, of poor habits. So nowadays with, with an abundance of, you know, the ease of fast food and, and just the toxins in the environment, this is having an effect on future generations. So it, It's so fascinating. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it's not just about the health of us, but it's the health of, 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 the, of our future as well. And if we look backwards, I think it's interesting too. Like I have a lot of... Um, a lot of PCOS clients and I, I interviewed Dr. Felice Gersh on the, um, on the, on the podcast. Oh, by the way, happy PCOS day. I think that's today. September. 1st. Oh, I am the worst. <laughs> I did not even know this. I know that it's returned to Hogwarts day, but I don't know that it's, <laughs> but I have no idea that it's national PCOS day. Oh my God. Okay, that's okay. There's no such thing as failure. You either win or you learn. And I'm learning right, right now. <laughs> you got the rest of the day to celebrate. Um, <laughs> so I had her on and she's, you know, um, as you probably know, a PCOS expert. She wrote the book PCOS SOS. And yes, we were on my shelf. 
Yeah, I love that book. And um, one of the things she talks about, um, and I, I've watched, watched a lot of her lectures, was talking about how with polycystic ovary syndrome, that um, there can be this exposure early on in life, even in potentially in um, when you are in your mom's womb, um, to toxics like BPAs. And we are living in a toxic world. And so they're finding that they can like determine PCOS in, in pre-adolescent women, which is just kind of fascinating to me that there's these things going on at that level. What I was saying is that it's just really fascinating to me that with the PCOS community, at least we know that now there's these potential ex- toxic exposures early on. And so we do have a huge opportunity to like clear out the toxins and detox and and support our body with that process through lifestyle changes. And I think that that's really important when we look at like long-term support for someone like someone who has PCOS um, in, in the world. So it's just kind of fascinating research in that world of epigenetics and, and how toxic exposure in our environment can turn on and off our genetic expression of a disease process. That is so, it is fascinating. And it just goes to show that what you're diagnosed with does not define who you are. Yes, it is not who you are. It is a struggle, but name one person in life who isn't dealing with a struggle. We all have them. We all have our own battles. And my mantra that I preach every day in my home where there are no shortcuts to any place worth going. Mm, I love that so much. And every woman truly needs to hear that. Okay. I also say, I also say drink more water every single day. My kids say when I die, that's what they're putting on my headstone. Drink more water. And um, I did just want to, there was one other thing that you can talk into for a second and then we'll probably wrap up. But, um, and I'm going to have, I'm going to have Dr. Lauren um, Rubal back on the show. Oh, she's fantastic. (laughs) Love that doctor. I, um, I send women to her all the time. Oh, good. Yeah, she's incredible. And she came on and talked about irregular cycles. And we are going to have a repeat on irregular cycles and medication when it's appropriate, when it's not. And so I wanted to just circle back with something you kind of sped through earlier that maybe um, women might not have heard of, which is Clomid and other medications and why, you know, there's sometimes you might be resistant. And so working with a trained professional on whether or not you're a candidate for, for that is important. Um, just in case someone didn't catch that, was there anything else you wanted to add to that um, statement? Well, so Clomid and Letrozole, they work for ovulation induction. Um, small doses, we start with a small dose. I always encourage women to, first, let's see if we can get you ovulating on your own. Some women don't. They need that medical assistance. So it's really important to note that there, again, there's no shaming medication either. Medication has a time and place. And there are some really, really beautiful therapies out there. But first, let's see if we can get you ovulating on your own. So Clomid Mm -hmm. specifically, it's a very interesting mechanism because it works to to induce ovulation, um, which is what estrogen does, but it also has anti-estrogenic effects. So it can dry up cervical mucus. And now there are studies out there that state that it's really difficult to get pregnant without good cervical mucus, which I agree with. I have seen women get pregnant with a a dry cycle, but it's far and few in between. Oftentimes with women struggling with infertility, when I look at their cycles, they have no mucus. I'm not at all surprised that they're dealing with infertility. The two go hand in hand together. So Mm -hmm. working with a fertility induction medication that dries up cervical mucus, it's kind of counterproductive. So So it's important that if you are using that approach, sometimes you need mucus enhancers 
to go along with that. And then if it's not working, trying other therapies and, and medications. And again, this is what you would work with with your doctor. I'm not going to get too much into the dosages and, and protocols there. Wow. Thank you for explaining that, though, just so that people understand what that drug is. And, and you know, I know that Dr. Rubal also agrees that, you know, we, we have so many opportunities to, um, to support healthy ovulation naturally um, that we don't always need to go that route, but sometimes it is necessary. So thanks for explaining that for the listeners. Absolutely. Was there anything else that you wanted to leave everyone with? I feel like we covered, you know, a normal, a kind of a normal cycle. We can definitely add into that. We covered infertility. We covered um, regular um, kind of just fifth vital sign um, barometer of overall health. We covered um, endometriosis, PCOS, and thyroid, why you would come summon for that. Is there anything else you want to leave people with or go into detail about? Well, I think we, we covered it all, Sophie. I just encourage everybody out there that if this is new or overwhelming information, we did cover a lot today. So listen to it again or reach out to me. I offer discovery calls. Is it okay, Sophie, if I share a little bit about my program? <laughs> Oh, please, please share about your program and how people can get in touch. All right. So you can visit melissabucken.com. My program is called Chart Your Cycle, and it's a year old. Um, it, this last July, it turned a year old. I've been doing this work one-on-one, like I said, for over 15 years. But uh, last year, I brought it all online with busy women in mind. So when you enroll in the program, you have immediate access to the Chart Your Cycle Foundations course. I take you through proper mindset and reproductive A and P, the how to chart the biomarkers with a f- simple five-step process. And then we go into, if you want to uh, you know, look at basal body temperature, family planning protocols. I've got a great lecture in there by Dr. Phil Boyle on, on the health parameters. So you work through that and then you get started with the Chart Neo app. And in my program, I'm able to waive the fee because I'm a developer of it. So that's a kind of a cool perk. Um, it's not an expensive app. So anybody can download it and use it. I will say that there is a learning curve. Um, and so without proper instruction, you might be confused. Um, and so you start charting. And then you can have support through true le- two levels, either the Connect membership or the Confidence membership. So all of my members, they have secure messaging center access, meaning their coach um, will be there to support them Monday through Friday with a 24-hour turnaround on those messages. As soon as you submit a query into the secure messaging center, your coach is able to access your chart, evaluate it, and get back to you with questions. This is great for women working with doctors who are working on cycle targeting medications or evaluations or women learning the ins and outs of natural birth control. We have a small Facebook community where I'm in there every week with live Q&A sessions. We do monthly group coaching calls where we focus on mindful awareness. We teach a topic every month, and then we evaluate three charts. And women love this because women love to see other women's charts. Our program's different in that we don't do Facebook sharing of charts. We do honor the chart as a confidential medical record. So I do follow HIPAA and GDPR guidelines in my program. Uh, just, I know, probably boring information, but it's something that is, is important to me. And then at the confidence level, you have access to a monthly one-on-one coaching call where we dig into that secondary goal and apply the principles of integrative health coaching. I really try to make this accessible to busy women. So if you're interested, I invite you to schedule a discovery call with me. I do like to interview every woman who comes into the program to see if it's a good fit. 
If it's not a good fit, then then we will brainstorm what the next best step is for you. So invite you to check out uh, my page, melissabucken.com, and shoot me a message if you have a question. Wow, wonderful. I want to do that program, even though I know some of this stuff. It sounds incredible. So I'm super Well, excited. Sophie, I want to do your program, too. The work that you're doing is just fascinating. I'm a huge, huge fan, and all of your clients are just so very fortunate um, to, to work with you and have your knowledge. Not only your knowledge, but your incredible support. You have such a gift of authenticity in the work that you do with women. So, So thank you for just leaving your positive mark on the world. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I really received that. You know, as we're recording this today, we're, we're doing a masterclass tonight and I'm going to be um, doing this group program called empower her. And it's going to work so well alongside something like Melissa's program because and empower her, you're going to get like 12 weeks of access to me and a gut health specialist. And we're really pairing the, that gut and period connection that is such an important vital part of this. And we're so excited to be launching this and be able to be able to give women more, even more tools to support their body. And I always think about this too, like a lot of women are dealing with such complex health issues that they kind of need to deal with those. And then they also might want to come into your program and learn more about their body and then bring that to a doctor. Like a lot of my, a lot of my women, um, for example, are dealing with complex um, symptoms that need to be addressed and, you know, get to the root cause and, and support, but then they also want to get pregnant, like as a second step, for example. And so I just think this work goes so beautifully hand in hand. And I'm so grateful that you've spent your hour with us on, on talking about this stuff. It's been such a pleasure. I'm going to add one more thing. I don't even know if I mentioned the word self-advocacy. Yeah. And that's what mm. um, is, a, is a huge part of my program as well. So women, they learn about their body. They learn how to communicate about their cycle. So when they go to their doctor, they can talk on the level of their doctor. Their doctor doesn't have to talk down and dumb down the information to them. And oh. when, doc, when women go in with a well-charted cycle, even if their doctor is not a proponent of cycle charting or has never heard of it before, they are impressed by what their patients are able to communicate. And if the doctor, I mean, any doctor will be able to, to look at and, and navigate a well-charted cycle. They, they know how it's supposed to work. They know what's normal. They know what is not normal. So I love hearing the stories of women who are so nervous at first taking that their well-charted cycle to their doctor, and then they report back what a great experience it was. I think, unfortunately, so many doctors, they just they don't trust their patient's ability or desire to learn and, and actually follow through with charting their cycle. But I see the exact opposite. This is what women want and what they need. Oh, thank you so much for ending it on self-advocacy. I'm such a huge proponent of this. And I, I recently just had, um, you know, a, an interaction with my doctor where I finally got him to run a full thyroid panel, which is incredibly insane considering I have Hashimoto's and he would never run a full, full uh, panel. So I think it's just like one of those things where we really do have to be our own advocates and, you know, get, get checked out with Melissa, you know, because she's going to give you those tools, guys. So I really hope this has been really helpful for everyone. And thank you so much, Melissa, for coming on the She Talks Health podcast. Oh, Sophie, it was such a pleasure connecting and talking with you. I'd love to do it again sometime soon. Me too. And ladies, this is Sophie Shepard, founder of She Talks Health. We've been interviewing Melissa Bucken, who is a certified fertility care practitioner. And she is a health coach and a co-developer of a, an amazing cycle tracking app. Please check her out. I hope this was super helpful. And as always, 
please feel free to share this episode with someone who might be struggling with a hormonal imbalance and need Melissa's help. If you need me and you're working on your gut or other symptoms, your period, you can find me at shetalkshealth.com. So I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us this week for She Talks Health. Please join Sophie Shepard again next week for another episode of our show on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Sophie Shepard is a functional nutrition practitioner and founder of SHE. Sophie helps busy women all over the world go from menstrual cycle chaos to optimal hormonal alignment so they can live their lives fully without being held back by their bodies. Using the power of functional lab testing combined with life-changing mindset shifts and integrating the entire body's system. If the only thing holding you back is your health, it's time to stop letting hormonal chaos run your world. Book your health discovery call today by going to SheTalksHealth.com. Are you done medicating and guessing your way through the exhaustion, pain, and irritability caused by menstrual cycle and digestive health issues? Sophie Shepard, founder of She, will help you go from symptom-ridden and confused to finally having clarity about how your menstrual cycle works and confidence in your health strategy in just 10 days. If you are ready to stop living with painful, heavy, irregular, or non-existent periods, no energy, brain fog, anxiety, and digestive issues, then check out the 10-Day Digestive and Hormone Reboot at SheTalksHealth.com.